Hey there, everybody. I've got a question for you all today. Have you ever thought something about someone only to find out that you were wrong? If so, tune in today. We're going to talk about why objectivity is absolutely necessary. Let's go. Welcome to Audit Bites podcast that helps auditors become awesome. Join us for bite-sized info and education to excel in your auditing career. Welcome to episode number 50 of Audit Bites, where we help auditors to become awesome. You can catch past episodes like Board Governance Gone Bad on your favorite podcasting platforms right here on LinkedIn or on YouTube. You can also go to our website, thatauditguy.com. This is episode number 50. And today, what we're going to be talking about is why objectivity is absolutely necessary. And for the regulars that are here, you already know what to do. I don't even need to tell you. But for everyone else, you'll have to stick around for a while for a special surprise. Again, for the regulars, you know what to do. Now, back to the question that I asked earlier. Have you ever thought something about someone only to find out that you were absolutely wrong? So this weekend, I did what most people do on the weekends, and I watched a little bit of football. American football, that is. But afterwards, I came across an article on the internet that was a little shocking and a little disturbing. And the title said something about the NFL needing to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs. And it accused a little kid of doing what's called blackface. So now, I probably already triggered some people. And for those of you who are triggered and dropped off, goodbye. For those of you who want to stick around and listen to the rest of the story, stay here with me. So now, for my friends that don't live in the USA, let me explain to you what this concept of blackface is and what this whole story was about. And then we'll show you how it dovetails right into being objective as an auditor. Now, for anybody else that's here, did you did you read that story? Do you know what I'm talking about before I even get any further into it? Have you seen the story? Did you see what I'm talking about? Okay, so now in the U.S., because we have a lot of listeners that are in other countries. Back in history. People used to blacken their face in order to imitate black people. And it was extremely mm, discouraging. It was bad practice. It was not something that you wanted to do. It was insulting. And nowadays, well, nowadays, it might happen. But when it does happen, of course, nowadays, it's actually a bad thing to see. Two, but here is the story that was on the internet. And here's a little kid at a football game and his face is painted black. Now the caption was actually interesting too. One of the captions said something about he managed to offend two different groups of people all at once. He managed to offend two different groups of people all at once. You know what? So because I'm an auditor, I started looking at it. And I was wondering, okay, what's the real story here? 
what's the real story here? You see the title. It says the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and the native headdress. That was the story that took the airwaves. So what I want to know from you all is what do you think about this? The question I just asked is, is this offensive? Is this offensive? Shifundu, good to see you here, my man. Tell me, is this offensive to you? You say you're looking forward to hearing the story. Is this offensive to you? Chandrea, my friend, good to see you here. Wilson, hello to you too, sir. Is this offensive to anyone? Because it actually made headlines and everyone was saying how this was simply wrong because this little kid who went to a football game was practicing blackface. Now, being the auditor that I am, I looked into it further. And when I did look into it further, I saw a lot of pictures of him at the game smiling and they looked kind of like this. As you can see, the kid painted half of his face black, half of his face red, because that's the Kansas City Chiefs colors, maybe. So maybe, maybe we just had a kid who simply wanted to go to a football game and paint his face the colors of his favorite football team. Maybe. Let me say that again. Maybe we just had a kid who wanted to go to a football game and paint his face the colors of his favorite football team. And instead, his family received a lot of backlash because the initial news story showed one side of his face painted black. So that goes back to the original question that I asked today. And that was, have you ever thought something about someone only to find out that you were 100% completely wrong? You see, as auditors, we, we have to maintain a certain level of objectivity when we do our work. And maintaining that level of objectivity means seeing something, having some thoughts about it, but holding off and reserving judgment until we collect the facts and then analyze the situation for what it really is. Again, as auditors, the biggest part of our job is seeing something, not overreacting, collecting information and facts, and then formulating logical conclusions. Ooh, now somebody says, not to me. They didn't get offended by it. The, his intentions is what matters the most. Ah, Bokang, I think that you are, you might be a first time viewer here. I don't recall seeing you live, but it's very good to have you here, my man. And if we're not connected on LinkedIn, let's connect. I'm with you on this comment. Not to me, his intentions is what matters the most. But for us as auditors, if we're not objective, what we think and believe can be skewed. Now, while I have you here, you see what it says here. Let's get ready for a giveaway. For those of you who are regulars, you already know what to do in order to have your 
name put into a drawing for a giveaway. For those of you who are not regulars, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what to do. Drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat and you will automatically be put into a drawing that will occur at the end of the show. Now, we're going to give away something to people who are still here with us at the end of the show. That is the only caveat that we have here. That is the only caveat that we have here. So now, now that I've laid the foundation, we're going to talk about five reasons why people lose their objectivity. Then we're going to talk about the effects of not being objective. So five reasons people lose their objectivity. The first one is emotions. Emotions can cause us to lose our objectivity. But what do I really mean by that? Well, emotional states can significantly influence decision making, oftentimes leading us to prioritize feelings over rational analysis. And let's just face it, we, we all get emotional. It's just a part of being human, unless, of course, you're a robot. Sometimes our feelings can take the wheel and make it hard for us to think clearly. For example, imagine being excited about a new gadget and you're so excited that you overlook its flaws because you're caught up in the excitement. Most of you have that feeling when you get the new iPhone. <clears throat> I'll just leave that at that and won't say anything anymore about that. Now, when I was a kid, this gadget was the stuff. Everybody wanted to have the electronic football game. So a few years ago, I found one on eBay and I bought it and I started playing it and I was so excited. I had the nostalgia from being a kid. And then after about a week or so, I realized how crappy of a game it really was. <laughs> However, I was still caught up in the nostalgia for quite some time. Now, you're probably wondering, what in the world does this have to do with internal auditors? Well, think about this. Internal auditors may feel a personal connection to the team that you're auditing, making it harder for us to objectively assess and evaluate the area. You know, like overlooking small discrepancies because of a strong emotional tie. So emotions are the first way that we lose our objectivity. Now let's talk about the second way. The second way is we might have personal biases. We might have personal biases. Now let's talk about that for a minute. As individuals, we, we, we have inherent biases based on personal experiences, cultural influences, or societal conditioning. We all have our own unique perspectives that are shaped based on our experiences. Think about this. We all have our favorite team and our favorite sport. And we might not see their faults or we might see their faults less clearly because we are biased in their favor. Now, how does this apply to internal auditors? Imagine always assuming that a department is doing everything perfectly because we've never found any issues there before. As a matter of fact, they are our favorite clients. This over-reliance on past experiences can lead to overlooking some new problems that they might have. So some reasons that we might 
lose our objectivity. Number one, emotions. Number two, personal biases. And number three, preconceived notions. So let's talk about preconceived notions. Preconceived notions, you know, like thinking that someone might be unfriendly simply because they are quiet. That can cloud our objectivity. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever met someone new and realized that you formed an opinion based on rumors or first impressions? It happens to us all the time. When people hear the word auditor, they just want to run because of preconceived notions of what we are like. Now, an internal auditor might go into an audit with certain expectations based on rumors or past encounters with a team. For instance, you may have heard that a particular department is always efficient. Now, we might focus on the positives so much that we miss out on certain things. So objectivity is absolutely necessary for us, but there are several reasons why we might lose objectivity. The first is emotions. The second, personal biases. The third, preconceived notions. And the fourth, external influences. Outside factors such as peer pressure, societal norms, authority figures, and such can sway individuals from objective analysis leading to conformity or, or biased judgment. For example, have you ever bought something just, just because it was trendy? Even if it doesn't really suit your needs. Now, for those of you looking at the screen now, especially if you've ever attended the Friday Frosters, you get the joke already. For those of you listening on podcasting platforms, I'm showing them a Louis Vuitton teddy bear, which actually has absolutely no use in anyone's life. However, my other podcast, The Friday Froster, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, live on LinkedIn and on YouTube. If you've never been, come. We take a fraud story and we dissect it, talk about what went wrong, what went right, how it was caught, things like that. Anyway, on one of the episodes... We got a list of the things that they had stolen or had purchased with the stolen money. And one of them happened to be a Louis Vuitton teddy bear. Now, at that point in time, the screen print I showed, the teddy bear was $15,000. The one I'm showing today is actually from eBay today. This is on eBay if you really want this nonsensical item. It is close to Christmas time, right? This one is only, what does that say, $2,000? So sometimes we buy things based on external influences such as peer pressure or wanting to keep up with the Joneses as it were. Now, how does this apply to auditors? Peer pressure from higher ups or the organization's culture can affect internal auditors. For example, if there's a push to maintain a positive image, auditors may be swayed to soften the things that we find, even if they are significant issues that need attention. Has that ever happened to you before? Have you ever felt the pressure to soften or remove audit comments, audit issues, audit recommendations, if you still use those? Simply based on peer pressure from the higher ups in the organization. Has that ever happened 
to you before. I'm going to pause for one moment because there's about a 10 second delay and some people may actually want to share their experience. And while I'm pausing, I'm going to remind you, if you want to have your name in the drawing for an I Love Audit mug, drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat and we'll do the giveaway at the end. Drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat. So now, five reasons people lose objectivity. One, emotions. Two, personal biases. Three, preconceived notions. Four, external influences. And five, cognitive biases. Cognitive biases. So let's talk about cognitive biases for just one moment. Cognitive biases are systematic patterns of deviation from objective judgment, often stemming from mental shortcuts or heuristics. Heuristics, sorry. So let's talk for one minute about heuristics. Ah. They are problem-solving techniques that result in quick and practical solutions. Now, most of them involve mental shortcuts based on prior experience. And I'm not saying that they are bad. As a matter of fact, they can be helpful in situations where quick decisions are necessary, but, but they can also lead to systematic errors or biases in judgment. They can lead to biases in judgment. So let's talk about the different types of heuristics so that we know what they are so that we can avoid them in our audit work. Let's talk about what they are so that we can avoid them in our audit work. The first type is availability. Now, these are four heuristics that you need to know about. The first type is availability. Let's talk about what that is. This involves making judgments based on the ease with which Relevant examples come to mind. If instances come readily to mind, people may overestimate their frequency or appearance. For example, after watching a news report based on plane crashes, you might overestimate the likelihood of a plane crash compared, compared to other modes of transportation. You know anybody like that? They have this fear of something when the actual probability of something happening is small, but they just saw a news story or heard somebody say something to them. Now, how does this apply to internal auditors? Well, for us, if we had recently uncovered something in one department, we may overestimate the prevalence of it happening across the entire organization. You know, you go in and you audit that one area and it's horrible, but the rest of the company is probably okay. But all of a sudden, now you extrapolate that experience to the entire organization. That can cloud your objectivity. That can cloud your objectivity. All right. So now, before we move on to the next type. Chandrea, I wish you could stay too, my friend. But I understand you have work to do and you do agree that emotions get in the way. My man, Clarence, it is always glad, good to see you. I owe you an email or two, actually. I'll get on those today, my friend. 
Shafundu says, great content. We should always continue to remind ourselves about things that could impair our objectivity. Well, if you're loving it now, Shafundu, just wait until what's coming up. Because the first heuristic that we're talking about is availability. However, we've got another one. The next one is representativeness. Representativeness. Now let's talk about it. Individuals judge the likelihood of an event based on how well it matches a prototype or a stereotype. Now, this can lead to errors if the prototype does not accurately represent the situation. So let's say, for example, assuming that a person wearing glasses is highly intelligent based on that stereotype, that intelligent people often wear glasses. Well, how true is that? Do I look smarter just because I put on my glasses? Do I look smarter? Now, for auditors, let's say if we believe that people in the finance department must be meticulous and detail oriented, that could lead us to oversight and potential risk of errors. All right, so let me tell you guys what's real funny. So there's a delay on LinkedIn. And so I have a second monitor set up and the show is actually playing on the second monitor so that I can look at stuff. And I saw when I put my I saw when I put my glasses on, I kind of did look a little bit smarter, didn't I? If if you think I looked a little bit smarter, let me know in the chat. Do I look smarter with the glasses or without the glasses? Let me know in the chat. Do I look smarter with the glasses or without the glasses? <laughs> oh. Oh, Daniel, I'm glad you like this and you're writing notes. Look, so so for those of you listening on podcasting platforms, Daniel says he loved this. He's even writing notes. Daniel, I want you to do me a favor. If you really like this and you're writing notes, Audit Bites is a bi-weekly podcast. Show up each week. But here's the other thing you can do for me. Tell all of your friends, tell your fellow auditors, because, you know, this is free training. I do this for free audit bites. But but if you really, really like it, man, go over to your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's Apple, Spotify, wherever. Give us a review, a rating and a review. You know what? Since since you said this, I'm going to pile it on real thick today. If you really, really like it, talk to your local IIA chapter. I'm available for training both in person and virtually. So I appreciate the compliment and I'm glad that you like it. And I'm glad that you are taking notes. And sometimes I have to stall to give people to type stuff in the chat. And that's what I was doing there. Daniel, you're saying I look smarter without the glasses. However, however, my man Bokang said I look smarter with the glasses for sure. And he's biased because he wears glasses too. So you see what I'm talking about? Objectivity is absolutely necessary for us as internal auditors. And what we're talking about right now are the four heuristics that we need to be aware of, specifically right now, representativeness as a heuristic. But let's talk about the next one, anchoring and adjustment. Now, I really like this one because what we do is people start with an initial anchor, a reference point, and then we make adjustments to that to reach our final thought, conclusion, estimate, 
whatever. But the initial anchor can strongly influence our final judgment. For example, for example, negotiating the price of a used car typically starts from a, a, a high point and that influences the final agreement. That's why they set the prices so high. Think about it. You step onto a car lot and you look at you look at the prices and you think to yourself, I'm not paying this much for a car. And then when you finally negotiate down to something, even though it's still fairly high, you feel like you've gotten a good deal because of the reference point. Now, let's talk about internal auditors and how that relates to us. When we start an audit with a predefined expectation of a department's performance, that can bias subsequent evaluations that we have. Now, I've had a previous episode of Audit Bites where I said every auditor should study psychology. I forgot what episode number that was, but go to auditbites.com and you can see all of the past episodes. Go take a look at that episode. These are just psychological principles and concepts. I wanted to become a better auditor, so I started studying psychology. So the four heuristics that you should know is available, availability heuristics, representativeness, anchoring and adjustment, and finally, simulation heuristics. This involves mentally simulating different scenarios to assess the likelihood or outcome. People often rely on this to make judgments about hypothetical situations. Now, this is good for us when we're running through scenarios, risk scenarios specifically, but it can be bad. Most things in life have a good side and a bad side. You have a light side and a dark side. For you Star Wars fans, look, the force, it's always with us. We don't want to navigate to the dark side of the force though, right? because we become Darth Vader. So imagine the potential outcomes of different vacation destinations before we go. We do that a lot, right? We have set in our, in our mind, I'm going on a vacation, this is what it's going to be like, only to find out that it's not what we thought. I remember one time, my good friend Kareem, if he's listening, he's gonna laugh at this. We went to a conference in Los Angeles and we, <laughs> he wanted to go to the Walk of Fame. For those of you who've never been to Los Angeles and to the Walk of Fame, it's not what you think. I remember he had his camera and he was ready to take some pictures. And we were walking down the street and he was like, is, it, it, is this it? it I, is this all there is to it? So then we went to Sony Studios to see how they actually film television shows and game shows and stuff. And we stepped into the one for Jeopardy and he looked at me and he said, it, is this it? So it was a huge, huge letdown for him. <laughs> it was a huge letdown for him. So he had simulation heuristics. But let's talk about this in the terms of internal auditing. Consider the possible scenarios and impacts of the issues that you find. Now, we have to think about worst case scenario and best case scenario, but we can't allow what we think to have a huge impact on how we present the information to management. We still have to have objectivity when we do that. Now, Victoria says, 
everyone looks smarter with glasses. <laughs> I, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, you might be right. But you 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 disagree with Daniel, who said I look smarter without my glasses. So, OK. So, OK, my friends, my friends. So far, we've talked about objectivity being important for internal auditors, and we talked about five ways you can lose your objectivity. We talked about four heuristics that you need to know. So now let's talk about why objectivity is absolutely necessary. And before we talk about why objectivity is absolutely necessary, if you would like to put your name in the drawing for an I Love Audit mug, drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat. Hashtag that audit guy. Drop it into the chat and your name will be put into a drawing. Now, if you happen to not win, you can still go and get your own mug. I'm going to drop the link to that into the chat. It's available on my store on my website. And I just dropped the link into the chat for anyone who wants to get their I Love Audit mug or buy it for your favorite auditor. I've noticed that there are a lot of people who listen to me that aren't auditors. That's really intriguing and that's really cool. And it makes me feel really, really good because I think auditors are awesome people. And my goal with that audit guy as a company is to help make auditors awesome. Well, we offer kick butt training courses, both in person and on demand. Now, with that said, I want you all to join me on January the 9th, where we're going to have one and a half hour training session on mapping out your audit career. The details are coming soon right now. What I can tell you is it is not free like the ethics training that we just had. But if you want to be on the special early bird release of it, message me either on LinkedIn or through email and use the keyword career. We're going to talk about mapping out your audit career. OK, so I just wanted to stall a little bit to give some people time to drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat. Because again, there is a slight delay and I'm watching LinkedIn over here on the second monitor and I can see the delay. So without further ado, let's talk about why objectivity is absolutely necessary. I'm going to give you three reasons why objectivity is absolutely necessary by talking about the lack of objectivity. You see, the lack of objectivity leads to biased assessments. A lack of objectivity can lead to biased assessments where personnel or personal opinions and biases influence auditor judgment. This compromises the accuracy and fairness of our evaluations. It can also potentially lead to incorrect issues or recommendations. So a lack of objectivity can lead to biased assessments where personal opinions and biases influence the auditor's judgment. This can compromise the accuracy and fairness of evaluations, potentially leading to incorrect issues and recommendations. The second reason that objectivity is absolutely necessary is because the lack of objectivity 
can lead to decreased credibility. When stakeholders perceive internal auditors lack objectivity, it undermines our credibility and trustworthiness. Without an objective approach, audit issues may seem subjective or influenced by ulterior motives, making it difficult for management to take us and our subsequent issues seriously. Now, I'll tell you what, one of the biggest and best compliments that I got from a client one time was, and those of you who know me, you've heard this before, but the compliment was, you know, I really hate what you do. Now, I know what you're thinking hearing that initially, because when I heard it, my heart was deflated. I was like, you hate what I do. Auditors are awesome. But there was a comma in that sentence. And then he said, I like how you do it. So he said, I hate what you do, but I like how you do it. Now, it was in that moment that I kind of understood that while our job, you know, it can be you know, painful, but if you do it in a kind and respectful and objective way, clients will understand that and they will respect you. So objectivity, objectivity is absolutely necessary because a lack of objectivity can lead to biased assessments, decreased credibility. And the third thing is ineffective risk escalation. You see, without objectivity in audits, potential risk may go unnoticed or underestimated. Or on the flip side, we might be like Chicken Little screaming that the sky is falling. And that is all due to a skewed perspective on processes and controls within the organization. So now this increases the likelihood of significant issues arising in areas that were not properly assessed or addressed, or it could lead to us prematurely taking action on something that is not a significant concern. So now, this is episode number 50 of Audit Bites, why objectivity is absolutely necessary. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do for me. Tell a friend. Now, while I do like feedback, my post on LinkedIn from yesterday was all about getting feedback. I like feedback because it helps me improve the program. But one of the best things that you can do is if you enjoy this content, pass it along. I said this is episode 50, so that means you have 49 other episodes that you can listen to and or watch and enjoy. Now, if you really, really like this, tell your local IIA chapter or even headquarters. If you are in an audit shop with 10 or more auditors, you probably want to tell your audit director to bring me in to do personalized and customized training for you. But don't leave yet. What did I say? We were having a drawing today, right, for a prize. This is your last chance. If you would like to have your name included in the drawing for an I Love Audit mug, drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat. Drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat. My friend Nada is here. She says, let's share this episode so we can help more people support Robert Berry's initiative. I thank you, my friend. That is very, very kind. So now, 
This is your last chance. Hashtag that audit guy. Drop it into the chat. Your name will be put into the drawing for your I Love Audit mug. For your I Love Audit mug. Who's ready for a giveaway? Who's ready for a giveaway? Now, Clarence, you've won so much stuff. I might have to give your mug to somebody else if you win. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So without further ado, I'm going to push the magic button over here that says draw and we'll see who wins today. Victoria, you know what? I think you have never won before. I don't think you've ever won anything before. So here's what we're going to do. Message me on LinkedIn. I'm going to send you a coupon code for my store and you get to pick the mug that you want or you get to choose the I Love Audit mug and ship it to yourself. We ship worldwide. I don't know where you're located. So we ship worldwide, except for to like two countries. But we are all across the globe. So congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, Clarence doesn't waste any time. He drops that hashtag in very quickly. So congratulations to Victoria. And for everyone who joined me on today's episode, thank you. And we'll see you at the next episode. <laughs>